You're listening to episode 27 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the show. And today I'm talking to Candace Smith of Beauty of Strength. This is a super special episode. Candace has been coaching women to sustainable health and fitness for over a decade. And she has so much to share in this episode. We, we talk about glute health and why it's so important, not just for aesthetic reasons. There's a lot more to it than that. Uh, knowing your worth and taking action without aiming for perfection, representation in the fitness and health industry, and even how she manages to fit in exercise and movement while living and traveling in an RV. She's got such a cool story, so much amazing information to share. And she's been coaching women through uh, quitting the yo-yo dieting cycle and maximizing their fitness results by getting strong, lifting weights, doing all of those things that are going to bring long-term lasting results. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. And today I have Candice with me. Candice, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Your voice just always puts the biggest smile on my face because you have the biggest, <laughs> most beautiful, bright smile. It just, it makes my day. Every time I see you on Instagram, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Aww. So tell everybody a little bit about, about you, about Candice, like how you ended up doing uh, what you're doing. And you have a, a really fascinating backstory that, that uh, I would love for you to share if you're willing. All right. Oh, wow. Let's see where to start. I guess I'll just start with my um, journey in the health and fitness. Um, I was pretty uh, sedentary, unhealthy, like growing up. Didn't really play sports. And then it came a point. I played basketball for a hot minute because I'm tall. So everybody like, play basketball. I play hear basketball. that. <laughs> And, so you know, I wasn't really good. And the crazy thing is I was better at volleyball, but never pursued that. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. So um, just started, you know, started to feel unhealthy when college years, first couple years of college. I was like, well, let me take up running. Let me see. Let me see how I can get healthy like this uh, and become a vegetarian. So <laughs> I comboed those together and uh, didn't got a little progress, but not much. Um, I didn't enjoy running. I was forcing it. And uh, the vegetarianism stuck around for a while, but I was not uh, a good vegetarian, so to speak. I don't use good, but, you know, the vegetarian where you think that you just cut out the, the meat, and, but then it was all carbs. <laughs> you, I hear oh, you. Know, yep. <laughs> so I wasn't doing it right, should I say. It wasn't the right type, and I didn't know how to actually implement it correctly. So I went through that. I went through trying different diets, uh, Atkins, uh, no carb, low carb, um, you name it. I did it. Cleanses, juices, uh, starvation, not eating, uh, so forth and so on. So I went through all that type of stuff. And then it was finally I picked up a magazine and 
boom, weight training. I saw a girl on the cover of like the Muscle Fitness Hers. And I was like, how do you look like that? How do you get like that? So I just started consuming all that stuff. Got my first gym membership at a powerhouse. And it was kind of like history from there far is getting into strength training and the power of it to the body. And back then, eating clean, but what is eating clean? <laughs> so, you know, that's a whole nother shebang. But um, I uh, just fell in love with strength training. And then after that, you know, losing, gaining, going through the yo-yo diet cycle. But one thing I always stay consistent and is let you hear a lot throughout my message is the power of strength training, which I always say lifting the things. So, um, yeah, I had a stint with... Uh, competing. I had some good uh, physique competitions for those that don't know what that actually means. Physique competitions um, where you cut down to go on stage to be, you know, compared and all that kind of stuff. I uh, had good ones and bad ones. I ended on a good note. Um, I hung up my heels uh, several years now ago. And uh, now I'm just, uh, you know, living life, enjoying fitness. It's a part of my lifestyle. And I just really love lifting weights and teaching women how to do that and helping them maximize their uh, results and maximize their mindset as well through the power of shrimp training. Mm, there is so much great stuff there because it's, it, and, and your passion always comes through. That's what I, that's one of the things I love most about you is, is just your, your true passion for things like weight training really shines. And mm -hmm. in terms of the physique uh, competitions, how did you, how did you break out of that? How did you end up deciding that that wasn't really the best fit for you? Um, it was during, actually, I was prepping for another show, and I just wasn't feeling it. Um, I prayer. I'm a Christian, so I prayed about it. Is this right for me, God? Is this, you know, spiritual? Um, is this right for me right now? Because I wasn't feeling I couldn't stick to the diet. Um, the training was, you know, a little bit over the top at the time and my heart wasn't in it at the moment. Like I said, I had a good and bad experience. Um, so I was in a better place with a better coach, but it was just time to, I was just tired, tired of the, the rigmarole of it at the time. So, um, I just said, you know, kept praying about it. If this was right, it would reveal itself and it ended up not being right for me. So, boom, hung up the heels and said, if it's meant to be somewhere down the line in a healthy and sane, sustainable way, uh, which competing can go both ways. We hear all the horror stories um, with it. And then there's also, you know, people that do, do it right and, and don't cookie cut and give, uh, you know, client or people the you know put them in the ground with the competing and i just want to say to people there is a good side to it and then there's the horrific side that a lot of us see but uh it was just time for me i'm kind of on a tangent there uh, it was uh it was just time for me to hang it up for a while absolutely no i i can completely understand that it, it's it's from, I've never done it, but from what I understand, mm -hmm. it's, it's just incredibly strict and it can do a lot of damage uh, in terms of mm -hmm. body damage as well. That, that mm -hmm. can be very difficult to break out of that, that once you're in that cycle, then I've talked to a lot of women who have said that it's, it's even more difficult to stop because when you stop, you, you feel like you've failed or that you are suddenly yes. overweight, even if, if you're now just at a normal weight compared to how much you were mm -hmm. cutting down before, then it it feels totally different. 
Yes. Yep. And yeah, it's definitely for the, it has to be for the right person, the right mindset. It can exasperate uh, body image, eating issues. If you don't have that strong center, that strong, you know, core self about you. And I've turned many, I've done contest prep for other, for clients. And I turn, I've turned around many women, turned women away and said, no, this is not right for you. This is not somewhere where you want to go. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I think that's good though, being able to recognize that. And mm-hmm. I mean, on, on a more personal note too, uh, I love that you are currently living the, the RV life. <laughs> and I think it's just the best. You and your husband and your dog are absolutely adorable. Tell us about what that's like. Sort of what, what do you love the most about it? What are some of the challenges that come with it? How did you even end up starting uh, to, to decide that that was the right choice for you guys? I know. Oh, it's been kind of a growing. So, um, let's see where we're at. We're into our, we're a little past our first year in maybe six. April was a year. So it's May, June, July, August, 14 months into a full-time RV lifestyle. Uh, most my husband and I, we both love to travel. We love being outdoors. Uh, we traveled a lot right before we started doing this. Um, just me being around, visiting people, visiting family, going to retreats and stuff, always on the road. And here we are paying mortgage and then rent because we rented before we started um, RVing. It's like, we're never here. And my husband's job became remote. And my mom, I was already um, online full time, pretty much, besides a few clients in person here and there. Um, it's like, ah, uh, my job is remote. Let's go. Let's do this thing. Because it's something we had always talked about. Some, you know, wanted to get on the road and travel. We just didn't know when. And, you know, we didn't want to sit around and say, oh, next year, next year. We just jumped in and said, let's do this because life is too short. So here we are. Uh, we packed up everything, uh, packed up what we wanted to keep, sold a bunch of stuff, and hit the road from Austin 14 months ago and started down, started in Alaska. We headed to Alaska, where my husband is from, and then we just drove down the coast all the way back uh, into the States, as they say, from Alaska. Um, and then here we are in Florida for the moment, just temporarily back where we left before we moved to Austin. Oh, I know it's a whole bunch of details. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so... It was just like, let's do this. Let's jump. So and say, so here we are. And uh, we love it. Uh, we we first see ourselves going probably even a few more years. We're stationary at the moment because my husband had to get some knee surgery. He's in a stem cell research here in Florida. That's why we're stationed here for the moment. Um, and then once that is up, um, we're going to head back out west. And you had a few more questions in there. I know this is a terrible habit of mine. I end up like asking, I get so excited that I ask nine questions at once and it's a terrible way to interview people because then you're trying to keep up with me and it doesn't work. (laughs) So sorry about that. So what are, maybe what are some of the the challenges that uh, have come with that, especially like either for you um, or for traveling with your pup too, because that can be a little bit tricky with, with a dog sometimes. Yes, actually, he is. I mean, maybe because he's older, he has kind of settled in. It was a little bit of adjustment, like with space and stuff, because we did have two dogs at first, which we still want another dog. Right <laughs> now, we only have one. <laughs> I would say at first, the space was a little. It was taken used to because we minimized, um, you know, all our, you know, most of our stuff. But it's still like we still got stuff. We can still get rid of stuff. So sometimes that just feels. Um, 
feels a little, you know, tight in here sometimes. Um, some of the things, and this is so first world, would be <laughs> um, like when the water, our tank's not that big. And sometimes I have to wash my hair in two or three goats. I got really long hair, you know? Yes. Stuff <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, sometimes it's just like, oh, we got to get out of here because it's just, you know, a small, small unit. But uh, one of the probably the biggest things was this year we had to get some repairs done. And since it's our home, we don't have anywhere else because we sold our house. And then, you know, I said we rent it for a little while. So we have nowhere else to go. But um, we we were able to stay at my mother's house um, when it needed the repairs. But the repairs took longer than it was supposed to. So that was a little bit of a nuisance. but. Once we got it back, everything was great. You know, you have your home, your own place back because this is my home. It's my home on wheels. So exactly. Oh, yeah. Candace, I love that. That's so yeah. awesome. How do you find uh, time to fit in all kinds of movement when you're on the road oh. a lot? I mean, obviously, right now you're stationed, so it's it's easier. Yeah. But if you're doing like a long track, how do you fit that in? I fit my fitness in or movement, daily movement is so crucial important to me, crucial to me, outside of just, you know, the typical, our training sessions, just movement in general. Um, I walk almost every day. Um, when we're on the road and we don't have time to say stop or go to a gym, we have carried some equipment with us. I have several kettlebells, bands with the handles, band without the handles. I have uh, hip circles. I have the band, you know, for booty work, <laughs> which I know we're going to talk about at some point. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> um, I have a TRX. Uh, I have a few pairs of dumbbells. I have an agility ladder and just, I mean, my body does a lot. Our bodies can do a lot on the road uh, or, you know, without equipment. And, um, and when we're, we are able to stop, uh, we'll park somewhere where we can, or if we stand at an RV campground, uh, we look for a gym, we go in and we pay the daily dues or we get, if we're in, if we're, um, there long enough for like the two weeks or whatever, two or three weeks, uh, we'll get a like a month membership or see whatever they have available for um, drop-ins. Um, so it's kind of like how, how I say, stay, stay in, stay in shape, stay fit or what have you. That's awesome. I, I think it's really important to sort of underscore that you do manage to fit it in and mm -hmm. that most yeah. of us aren't on the road all the time. And a lot of us still have all kinds of excuses about why we don't get for a walk or why we, we don't get to work out and you're making it happen because you're prioritizing it. And I love that. I think yes, that's that part. really crucial. Yeah. 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 I just be right before we got on here, I took a, like a 10 minute walk, like, um, and I was just posting something today on social media about perfection. And it's just, if, if you aim for, if you're aiming for perfection, it usually doesn't get you nothing. You know, we can move that down a little bit forward, even if you can't get your full hour workout or your full 30 minute workout, or I can't walk my normal hour, but I can, what can I do? I can go for 10 minutes. I could go for 15 minutes. I could get up and swing my kettlebell that's sitting right next to my desk for some extra movement. So, um, just, yeah. I think that's a great attitude to have. I think that that's really, really important. And sort of a segue from that, since we were, uh, since you mentioned booty health, let's talk about booties. <laughs> so yeah. why, is, why is glute health so important? Like what, what's the big deal with having a big booty or, or having <laughs> any type of, you know, like that, that round booty that we all crave other than aesthetics. Why is it so important? And um, what's the big deal with it? 
it's good for our health, our back health, our body. It, it functions, it moves us. Um, back health, your core, your knees. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. I um, vacuumed and I blew my back out. Uh, spent several years. And ever since then, I was like, it's got to be my glutes. Uh, my core might be a little weak too. It's time to double down on getting stronger with my glutes and building them. Not just for aesthetics. Of course, like you said, we want aesthetics. But we want to feel good. We want to not have the, you know, the back pain or actually throw a back pain or, you know, back out or, you know, being able to get up from a seated position comfortably, being able to walk without pain, lift without pain. Um, the glutes are our primary, you know, mover for our, for our bodies. Um, so they like the MVP. <laughs> they are the MVP. That's so true. <laughs> they are strong. They, they move our legs. They, you know, so it's just, we, uh, you know, we try to go work around it or if my hamstrings is tight, oh, let me roll them to death. No, it's probably your glutes are pretty weak, you know. So let's do some work on those and uh, get you stronger so you're feeling good in your body. This is a, a never-ending um, sort of journey for me is, is glute health because I, I see a massage therapist uh, every mm-hmm. And probably right now, maybe every couple of months. And it's funny. She says that out of anyone, she said that she's had people before who would book like 30 minutes for just glutes. And she would tell them, you know, I, I, it's not going to take that long. Like you have to pick something else that you want me to work on as well as glutes. She said, until I met you, Evelyn, <laughs> she said that she can work on my glutes. And she said, I could honestly work on your glutes for a full hour because they are so tight that they're, that they're that bad. And, and I'm always trying to grow booty both for aesthetics and for obvious health reasons as well. And I think that this is one of the big areas that people forget about. People think about the aesthetics, but then they go sit at a desk all day and we're not paying attention to how that's affecting us long-term in other areas of our body that we aren't even thinking about that have nothing to do with aesthetics. Right. Right, right, yeah. I, and that's why you say that because I had a client one time when I, because I taught a butt and gut class, but not your typical way. A butt and gut class, that's awesome. <laughs> we were actually had them doing, you know, hip thrust, barbell hip thrust, and we got out of the group fitness room from the light weights and, you know, used the hip thrust and bands and stuff like that. But she was like, what my booty need to look good for? My husband love it just the way it is. I said, that's all fine and dandy, but what about your back health? What about your knee health? What about the function of the glutes? How do you walk? you know things like that and she said oh okay I got you <laughs> all right let's just <laughs> I think that's so important because that's that's the area that people forget about we're so focused on the aesthetics and the quick fixes and okay what will make me look x way that we're forgetting oh your knees hurting that might have something to do with what is connected to or hey your back is hurting today why is that like let's dig into the the deeper root cause of why your back hurts and really getting into that to end up preventing it from happening again and, and building strength in all of those areas. Because again, I, I always seem to come back to this, that our bodies are all connected. Like it's yes. from head to toe. You, you don't have individual pieces that move independent from other parts of the body. Like <laughs> it's all connected internally and externally. And I think that we forget that we get so focused on on things like, uh, like spot training. Like, oh, I want to get rid of, you know, the, the, uh, tricep flap under your arm, or I want to like 
get a six pack or something like that. And then people do a thousand crunches and end up with a hernia. Look at your picture here. <laughs> the whole picture, it, it, it matters. All of it. It really For does. Sure. It totally does. Now I know you mentioned things like, um, hip thrusters and stuff. What are some of your other favorite ways to, to work on glute health? Well, number one is the hip thrust, of course. Um, and I want to say just in general, the compound exercises first and then, um, like, you know, your squats and the deadlifts, and then you can segue into the, um, uh, like isolation type stuff, band work, um, and so forth. I mean, my next best exercise I've really been double down and working on is single leg work, either Bulgarian squats, gotta love hate with it, but I'm really loving single leg. Uh, Romanian deadlifts these days and I broke it all the way down to just working on them body weight where I could really feel my glutes and not with a lot of weight because a lot of times I see women doing you know heavier weights on them and if you're going to do heavier weights and which I was going to talk about next since I'm bringing up now is that when you're doing like single leg glute bridges this is important and I learned this from the glute guy um, Brett Contreras if anybody knows who that is um, that bracing yourself while you're doing a single leg, if you're using heavier weights, will help you uh, stabilize better and help you like focus on the glute versus the whole time you're trying to balance your weight to stay straight to work, you know, the hamstring and the glute. So I've really been doubling down on working without uh, the without weight, just body weight single legs. I can really feel my glutes working and I'm uh, becoming more stable with it. And then I'll progress into I've um, added a little bit more weight and then when I really want to work on them really well, I will not really well, but just work on them and add resistance. I do the brace style of single leg deadlifts. And I just said like, um, I do various, I warm up with glute exercises. Um, a couple of a few times a week, I do like a glute, um, finishers. And this past June, I did a juicy booty June, <laughs> uh, challenge, which the, everybody loved. And uh, it just, you know, training them, we sit so much and our hips get put out of alignment, our backs are jacked, and then, uh, you know, training your glutes properly and focusing on them, not, not overly focusing, but making sure that you're doing like a hip dominant day at least once a week and then the extra stuff on the side, you will definitely see improvement in how you feel in your glutes and your body, your back, your hips and all that stuff. Mm, that's awesome. I think that that's, that's really, really helpful to actually break it down that way. How, I mean, one of the big parts of this, I always feel like, especially with, with compound movements like deadlifts that are so complicated They're you know, they, they look easy, but when you actually go to do it, there's a lot engaged. That's why it's called a compound exercise. And there's so much to be aware of. What would you recommend for someone who's a beginner starting with, you know, trying to figure out these types of of exercises and the best ways to figure out form. Mm -hmm. I mean, form is ultimately what this comes down to because you can go, go and do a, a deadlift all you want, but if you're not doing it correctly, you could do a lot more harm than good. Yes. Which I see often or hear often of, um, from the, from the basics, um, start people with a, um, body weight deadlift. If you can learn how to hip hinge properly, hips back and forth, um with your body weight and load your hamstrings with your body weight that's a great place to start and then progress i usually progress people to like a pull through um which is with a cable or a band and then you just keep you know over time progressively uh 
going with a more challenging type deadlift, kettlebell deadlift, a suitcase deadlift, and then working your way up. Um, even if I worked with somebody as a beginner, I would do it with a bar with um, some training plates. If your gym has that, um, you can you can start working on on your uh, deadlift that way. But first is learning how to hinge properly. Even teaching like the kettlebell swing is a great hinging type movement to help uh, you start to understand how to hinge back into your hips and use your glutes and hamstrings. So that's kind of like where I start with with my beginners. That's and great that. advice. Yeah, I think that's really really helpful because there's. And there's a lot of a lot of people out there who may have been doing things like deadlifts or squats for years, but if if they've been training um, especially by themselves, or if they maybe haven't necessarily hired the the right trainer for them, they could have been doing it wrong this whole time too. <laughs> and and yeah. then it's even more difficult to sort of break out of that to almost you you basically have to start as a beginner, and that can feel frustrating. But if it's ultimately going to get you better health and reduce your risk of injury. I think that that's, that's really important to sort of set the ego aside and just, and just do it. <laughs> so that, that you're maximizing. Yeah, yeah. The ego part, you have to check yourself. Like I, like me with the um, single leg Romanian deadlifts, like check yourself, put the weight down and do it properly. Um, because it, I rather do it regress than be hurt in the long run with, with any exercise. I think it's really cool that, that you as a trainer are, are saying that as well, because um, I, I don't really, I don't train people anymore, but mm -hmm. things like squats, I have been struggling with squats. And I reached out to another, another friend of mine, a trainer friend mm -hmm. of mine a little while ago. And she's like, you know, take a video of you doing barbell squats and, and send it to me because I, nice. I've been having such a love hate relationship with them too, because I always loved squats. And then I figured out somewhere along the line that I was doing them wrong. <laughs> so I had to set my ego aside and start as a beginner. And that was hard for me because I, I then was lifting less weight and all of that stuff. But yeah. now I've gotten to the point where I, I'm doing it right, but it just doesn't feel great. And mm -hmm. I'm sort of thinking, okay, well, I'm, I don't want to force myself to do an exercise that I'm not loving. So what are some workarounds that I can maybe do instead? too. Like there's all kinds of other options. So if there's something yeah. that, that you hate, there is to some degree, I think it's also about, you know, facing the resistance and going, why am I resisting this? And then once you figure yeah. out that, then either kind of facing it down and, and doing it anyway, or maybe you recognize, you know what, if, if I'm not liking this particular movement, is it going to make me not want to exercise at all if I keep forcing it? Right. Yes. Well, uh, I would say first we're both tallies. Me and you, both tall girls. Tall Very girls tall. Our <laughs> male back squat is more challenging for tall people. Long limbs is harder. We got a longer way to go. Um, and I, I don't know if I'll ever squat past my my body weight or double my body weight. No, I can squat my body weight, but I don't know if I will get past the uh, the you know double the body weight or whatever. And it's and I'm okay with that because, like you said, there are several other type of squats, so you don't have to be married to one squat. You know, uh, when I work with my clients, I'll be like, uh, if you know, we're, we're gonna try this squat, but if you don't love it, we can always switch it out. Let's give it a few weeks and we can find a squat that works and fits better for your body. You know, some people I'm actually better front squatter than a back squatter. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, because there's so many variations, that's the cool part yeah. about it. 
Yes, and we all have different, and um, you know, our our hips are everybody's different, our limbs are different. So, um, yeah, sure, we want to do the stuff that we don't always like, like do sometimes. But if you know you want to get better at something, you obviously do it. But then if you don't love it, move away from it after four weeks and <laughs> work on a different squat. You know, so love it. No, I think that's really solid advice too because it, it's. Uh, it, I think that there's, there's definitely a time and place for ego and the gym is not yeah. the place for it. But it's funny because it's, it's most often where you, where at least where I usually end up seeing ego <laughs> come in is at the gym or I have to check my own at the door and go, okay, no, no. I'm going to switch gears a little bit because okay. you have a huge amount of knowledge around nutrition as well. And one of the things for anyone who knows Candace, um, one of the things that you are big on is being very pro carb, which I love yeah. about you. And I, I think that you have awesome reasoning behind it. So tell, tell us a little bit about that and what some of the specific steps are that people can, can sort of focus on with their health that will have the biggest impact other than things like, uh, you know, glute health and, and things like that. Well, team carbs, like you said over here, <laughs> I've been on the extreme end of no carbs training on, and I, I work with a lot of women that want to shrimp train and get strong and so forth and so on. Well, I'll, I'll get back to that in a second, that I went through the low carb, no carb, train two to three hours with no carbohydrates, actually no food, but that's a whole nother story <laughs> back in the day. Um, but uh, carbs are our main fuel source when we're when we are very when we're active when we're you know when we're training when we're trying to get strong when we're trying to build muscle i always <laughs> make this joke that we don't build muscle just on vegetables and protein i don't know who told people this and or, or whatnot but you need carbs to fuel the workout to build the muscle as well as, long, as along with protein and my thing is it's just finding the right amount um, I'm, you know, I'm not forcing, obviously, if you don't want to eat carbs, you don't want to eat carbs. They don't agree with you. You don't agree. Good gluten, celiac, all that type of stuff. I understand all that, but I'm usually talking to the women that have cut them out for no reason. <laughs> um, thinking that that is what's causing the weight gain all the time. And it's not, that's not necessarily true. You know, we have, we're gaining weight because we're in a surplus of eating all macronutrients or, you know, macronutrients is part of our, we have to have protein, carbs, and fat. So uh, I don't know if I'm answering your question. <laughs> no, no, you totally are. Yeah, because it, it's, I, I mean, I think that these are sort of some of the big rocks that can really establish health and, and a foundation of health, more importantly, for people to build on. Yes. And in the whole carbohydrate thing, you know, I overeat them. Well, let's look at what types you're eating. So uh, we, we, I talk about too, obviously, we need to eat more of the complex ones. Um, those are the ones that's going to fuel us, keep us satiated, not make our blood sugar crash and so forth and so on. Now the fun ones have their place, but those are the ones that we tend to overeat a lot. And, and if you got physique goals and whatnot, you, you got to back off on those because they're highly um, dense. They have a lot of calories in them, they have fat and the carbs in them. And that's why I think a lot of people mistake. It drives me crazy when folks say, I stop eating carbs. Well, you don't eat vegetables. A vegetable is a carb. It's a fibrous carbohydrate. So, you know, you're not eating your carbs or your vegetable carbs. I'm going to be worried for you. So, you know, 
um, don't say you don't eat carbs. You still, we need to learn to where we need to cut back on the ones that's not doing us as much justice and eat the ones that's going to give us justice. Give them, help us feel good. Uh, help us with our body composition. Help us build a muscle. Help us feel strong uh, in our training sessions. So, And a lot of that has to do with, with internal health too because a lot of these mm-hmm. things – if, if what we're eating is off, then we know, of course, that digestion gets thrown off. And that can be a huge part of the puzzle for people as well. And, and a lot of people don't even know where to start with that. So what are some of the red flags that, that you'll see from people um, where it, it's sort of telling you that there are some bigger issues going on? far as uh, with carbs or just in... Um in general, like either with, with nutrition in, or, or uh, training, whatever, whatever you maybe see the most of. Mm-hmm. Um, what I see the most of is in general, women, if they're, cause I do work with a lot of fat loss clients is that they're not eating enough food for, the, for, you know, for the goal, so to speak. Um, you do like if we're talking calorie deficit here, um, women tend to cut really low. Like I said, you cut out like I have in the past, cut out carbohydrates all and I didn't have energy. I didn't, um, you know, when we go through our uh, like feedback, our um, check ins, it's um, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. And then, of course, they're eating the red flag is they're eating, you know, eating abundance of stuff after dinner. Um, for lack of a better term, I guess, craving stuff, say so eat it, or they're eating more because they didn't eat enough in the day. So then it's just uh, kind of like, you know, um, I'm, I'm always hungry. Well, let's look at what you're eating, how much you're eating, what you're not eating. Just kind of get into that role of being, uh, looking at being a detective um, on uh, your daily food um, log. If your energy is slumped, I want to know well, what's going on too. How else? How's your sleep? How's your stress? Um, how are you training? And so forth and so on. How do you advise people deal with some of uh, their stress, the stress in your lives? You mentioned that as, as one of the sort of the forms of biofeedback that can be a big red flag. Yes. Um, how do I advise people to deal with that? Um, I like journaling. I like to uh, encourage my people to, uh, my ladies to uh, walk and identify like what they, or what things can they do to help uh, that, that stress level or how much are they, they putting on their plate? Um, can you say no sometimes? Because <laughs> we, we try to do everything. You don't know, no, we got this. We got this. No, you probably don't. You might need to say maybe no, obviously in a polite way, because it's not serving you. It's not filling up your cup. Um, it, you know, I if find what, oh, this is a great one. And I'm working on this now with a person, a client is finding what uh, you enjoy strength training. You like it. But what, what is, what do you really like to do for fun? Mm. Maybe that's, that's if that's dancing if that's hiking if that's bike riding um that things outside of just training yeah you know it's a hobby we love it a lot of the women i work with like strength training but what else do you like what else can you do forgotten a lot a lot of people forget about that factor Mm -hmm. for me that's walking um i was getting outside in the nature and 
you know, and I tell my clients all the time, go go do something else that you really like that you enjoy that's gonna release stress. If that's dancing, if that's salsa, if that's yoga, um, that's swimming, find that and, and go do that. And sometimes it's just sitting on the couch, vegging out on the TV to relieve stress. Maybe it's your favorite TV show. There's no really um, right or wrong in that, as long as it's legal, I guess. <laughs> 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 that's a good a good warning I like that <laughs> no it's true and, and I often have to remind myself to have fun too like it's mm-hmm. it's so easy to push aside and and just not even worry about that because we have to-do lists going through our heads that we feel like are far more important than actually just sitting back and enjoying ourselves sometimes sometimes it's just okay to say no just sometimes you have to not do the to-do list and you know what? It's going to be okay. The to-do list is going to be there the next day. If it's not known near pressing, it can wait. It can wait. <laughs> how do you cultivate, I have to ask you this, Candace, how do you cultivate such a beautiful, positive attitude? Because I love that I can always hear your smile. So I, I, <laughs> I can literally hear you, just your joy radiating through everything that you do. How, what do you feel like is the basis for that? Oh, I have to say that I just look at life is so short and life, we have so much we want to do here on this earth, you know, and just to, to, I'm always grateful. I, my eyes opened up this morning. I mean, I'm alive. Um, I can go walk and do the things that I love to do. I can serve and help others. I just enjoy, you know, enjoy doing that, waking up and who, how can I serve you today? How can I help you today? Um, I just get so much joy from, from that. And um, I, I went through things in my life that was hard and tough. And, you know, I came out on the other side and I just, I choose to smile. I make that choice to just find the joy and the gratefulness in things. As I think that's where my positive attitude, I wasn't always this way. And I know I have my, I have bad days too, you know, but I always try to find some good. There's always something good um, in there, in the situation. Yeah. You're the second interview that I've done in the last week who has brought tears to my eyes with like, with one of your um, answers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Such a beautiful answer. And I think that that's something that, that more of us could, could stand to remember is that yeah. it's how short life is. And I also love that you position that as how can I better serve others? Because I think that that's a really common thread among some of the happiest people in the world is that they're, 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 so, they're, they're focusing on things outside of themselves. When we focus too much on ourselves, we can get wrapped up in that. And then we can't mm-hmm. sort of see the forest for the trees. And mm-hmm. yeah, and you can really call in that joy, that true, true joy and, and gratitude by being able to give to others. Like what you give, you get back in gratitude. Yeah. yeah, you absolutely do. That's beautiful. I absolutely love that about you. And, and it just, it really does. I just want you to know that it, that really does shine through in, in everything that you do. I, I see that joy coming from you and it's very refreshing and it's really beautiful to watch. I, I absolutely love it. 
Thank you, my dear. Uh, well, <laughs> it's still a couple more questions. I, I just, yeah, I still have more. Girl, I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> so funny. I wanted to ask you about one thing that you talk a lot about, which is, mm -hmm. makes me laugh, uh, voodoo quackery. Tell me what voodoo <laughs> quackery is and what that's all about. <laughs> Oh, I referred to that about the dieting culture, dieting industry. You know, first I want to preface this. You know, women, you can. I, I mean, my job, my my passion is helping women do and lose. You know, getting get better health, whether that's fat loss, get stronger, what have you, is to. You can. It's fine having those goals, and um, losing fat versus you say I didn't say lose weight, lose fat because it's a whole different ball game there, but. Um, Lose it in a way that's sustainable um, and not extreme. And I always use voodoo crackery in that way where if you're doing diets, if you're doing extreme diets, you diet hopping, you're cutting out whole food groups unless, you know, the caveat is if you have issues with, you know, foods you don't, shouldn't eat as food you don't like or foods that don't agree with you or foods that you have allergies to, of course. But uh, just, you know, the pills, the diets, the it works, the wraps, all that kind of stuff, screens, all that stuff is voodoo factory, pills, potions, <laughs> crazy supplements, diet fees, um, oh, extreme weight loss things. It's voodoo factory. It's not serving us. You don't thrive when we're not thriving when we're deprived and hungry and hangry and stressed. And it's a type of stress to your body when we're doing those type of things. And those things don't move the dial. They're short-term solutions that leave us with some long-term consequences. Um, so <laughs> it's a voodoo crackery. No voodoo crackery, lady. <laughs> well, There's no bad <laughs> And that's why the things like the weight loss and beauty industry are billions of dollars big because we keep falling for it. We, we keep going for it over and over and over again. And it doesn't work. So then, you know, these companies find the next solution to sell us and those don't work either. And it just continues in a vicious cycle. Yes. They're preying on our insecurities. What we think is something that is wrong with us. Yes. I we can put that better. Yeah. We are worthy right here, right now, whether or not you weigh, whatever you weigh, you're worthy right now. Change your body starts from the inside. It's an inside job first and foremost foremost we can't we cannot get to where we want to be physically or mentally by beating ourselves up uh no trying to white knuckle through diets those things just don't serve us serve us at all and it breaks my heart to uh that we 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 you know women get caught up we get caught up in it including myself at one point in time that that was the way to oh try to feel better, look better about myself. That didn't work. So. Yeah. And you had to change it from the inside out to, to really yeah. start to appreciate it. Yep. Yep. And uh, one of the things also I kind of like just focused on as I was moving out of uh, just doing like competing and the hundreds of diets and the pride and gaining and losing the weight back and forth was just to, um, I get this question all the time. Well, how do you get away from the diet mentality? I mean, it's just, one, you get away from the diets. Some, you just ditch the diets and you start there. I start, And then I started focusing on um, what my body could do versus what it looked like all the time. Um, 
yeah, it's a whole other slew of things we could talk about there. But um, yeah, our bodies do incredible things. Um, and uh, we got to learn, we have to learn to treat it right for it to, 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 to thrive. Yeah, and to really maximize on, on what our bodies are capable of, because so many of us, I think, have fallen into the trap of, of thinking that how we feel right now is as good as we might ever feel. And sometimes people may have been, you know, eating the wrong things or leaving a, leading a sedentary lifestyle or just not finding joy in their lives. And they think that it's as good as they're going to get. And they don't know how good they really could feel and what their bodies are capable of doing. So that can be a big mindset shift. But once you start to go down that road, there can be, you know, there's, there's oftentimes no coming back from that because you just keep going because it feels so good. Right. <laughs> Just keep going. So cool. I love hearing about that from you. <laughs> um, one thing that this is totally off the cuff, but I okay. am curious because something that has, has been, it's bothered me for a long time and it is uh, becoming more glaringly and increasingly obvious the lack of representation of various races, cultures, the entire thing in particularly in the, the fitness industry, but I feel like in a lot of ways, the health industry in general, what, what are some of your, your thoughts on that? I would love to hear what, what you think about that. It makes me sad. Um, and frustrated that there isn't a lack of, uh, in the magazines, for example, yeah, I talked about it. I picked up that there is not a lot of representation of other people of color. Um, and I, my hope and wish is that, you know, so uh, magazines and different supplement or not necessarily supplement companies, but yeah, representation in the fitness and nutrition is that they, that it comes around to that to showing different, showing brown girls on the covers, showing uh, on nutrition. I keep coming back to supplements because supplements too, you know, are a, a, the right type of supplement. Yeah, <laughs> showing, of course. <laughs> well, you ain't talking about diet field here. But uh, <laughs> representation, just, I would really like to see representation of, of more people of color on things. And uh, very frustrating that, that, that that's, it's slowly coming there, it's getting better. Um, and I see a lot of different other brands now that are using uh, uh, people of color on uh, in their advertisements and stuff. So got a long way to go, but it's coming. It's coming along. Yeah, it, it, you are like, you can see that the tiny shifts at the very beginning, but it, it is it's incredibly frustrating the glacial pace that it is moving at and seems to, mm -hmm. it feels like continue to move at. And it's, it, it's very frustrating. And I, I can't imagine being able to open a magazine and not see anyone who looks like you to, to put that yeah. into perspective for people who maybe haven't thought about that quite as much. A lot of us uh, will take that for granted. And mm -hmm. I think that it's something that needs to be talked about and, and people need to be made more aware of because when, once you realize that you can't unsee it, but no. once you have that realization, it's then you see everywhere, the lack of representation and it's impossible to unsee. 
Right. Right. So I'm really and, hopeful that, that that continues to move in a positive direction and hopefully a much more positive direction, much more rapidly than, than it has. When, when I look at, at uh, amazing athletes, people like, like Serena Williams, Um, yes yes she's she's like just always the she's always top of mind for me because i follow her on instagram so her up a lot too and she's Mm -hmm. a a powerhouse in every sense of the word i feel like in terms of an athlete as a human like she's just as a mom she's amazing and people like her and people like like you it's it's all really starting to, I, I, I'm really hopeful that it's starting to shift yeah. things in a more positive direction. Yeah, she's been on several covers this year. Um, so it was so good to see. Um, just made my heart so warm. Um, there's a couple other fitness influencers. Um, I think uh, Massey, I, I don't know, I said her last name, but she has a stint with CoverGirl. Another um, Black woman that I know of um, just did makeup for Too Faced. Um, so it's just, it's slowly, um, it's slowly coming around. I, wow. I, I, I have hope. <laughs> that's good to hear. No, that's, that's really, really good to hear. And I, I'm just, I think that we all have to continue to do our part to push that agenda to make sure that that happens because <clears throat> without, if we continue to all sit back and, and allow it to happen, then it will continue to go in a more negative direction. It's going to take working together, all of us, to really make it, make it happen. And I'm sure I'm speaking about this from a very clumsy place, but I, I definitely yeah. want to start seeing yeah. some big, big shifts in that area. No judgment. No judgment. I love everything. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. tell us all about where people can find you because I want people to be able to connect with with how, you know, all of the amazing information that you put out there, your training programs, all that type of stuff. Well, (laughs) (laughs) you find me on Instagram. I love Instagram these days. Uh, Platform is so much fun. I love Insta. I always mix them up. I always want to still say snap on Instagram, but it's really (laughs) Insta snaps, Insta stories, all the different names. But anyway, so I'm over on Instagram and um, it's beauty underscore of underscore strength. So basically be the strength with underscores between beauty and strength. Um, I'm on Facebook at uh, beauty is strength. You don't put all this in the, in the show notes, right? <laughs> all the, oh yeah. No, not to worry. Not to worry. It'll all be in the show notes. <laughs> I'm also on uh, Facebook with beauty is strength with Candice. I'm also, um, I have a free Facebook community called sisters in strength. Um, I would love for you ladies and whoever's listening, come on over. It's a place where uh, we cultivate, we talking about eating, training, and thriving. That's my big motto. Uh, eating the things, lifting the things, and thriving in life, in your fitness, in your everyday lifestyle. Uh, no voodoo crack free over there. <laughs> uh, we're anti, like, anti-perfect fitness. Uh, we do the best we can when we have available uh, and I just love teaching women that, you know, dish the perfection. And it's a place where it's welcoming. It's a free community where you can learn and grow and, you know, work on if your fat loss is your goal to do it in a sane and sustainable way. Um, let's see, where else am I? I think that's really it. I play around on Twitter, but I don't know very many people, how many people actually, uh, you know, use, use Twitter. 
hardcore stuff, but um, yeah. All the places. <laughs> yeah, I'm also, if you're interested in the RV life, um, I do have um, a Facebook uh, page for that. It's called Tripping with the Smiths. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, I share a lot of, uh, just some of our, uh, adventure. We're kind of stagnant right now. So like I said, sitting in Florida. So you, um, but, uh, we do post things over there about the RV life and as well as on Instagram for tripping with the Smith, if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Love it. Okay. And then I always wrap up with this last question. If you could offer people one piece of advice on growing into the best possible version of themselves, what would it be? Never give up. When going's getting tough, when you're getting, you know, you uh, hitting obstacles, hitting a stumble in the road, uh, keep going. If you want, if you're working on bettering yourself, bettering your health, bettering your fitness, bettering um, just your lifestyle. Um, everything doesn't happen in a box. You just take it in stride and this might be bigger than one piece of ice. But I think you go in all with what I'm saying <laughs> is to uh, keep going, keep showing up, keep taking action and ditch the perfection. Perfection gets us nothing. Nothing. That is a fantastic way to end this because I, I think that that's really solid advice. Like not aiming for perfection and taking action and just uh, never giving up on yourself. That's, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. One last thing I'll say is do the best you can because we're human. We're not, it goes right back to the perfection thing. Just do the best you can and keep going. Never give up. <laughs> oh, that's such a great reminder. Candice, thank you so much for anyone who's, who's looking for the show notes. Everything will be in there so that you can find Candace in all the places. And uh, just thanks. Thanks again, Candace, for taking the time. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. This was lovely. I really appreciate being on with you. (laughs) Thank you. How awesome is Candace? (laughs) She's such a beautiful soul that her, her joy just shines inside and out. And no matter where she goes, even when it's on a podcast, you can just hear her smile. She is just uh, just the best. I'm actually fortunate enough to be in a business mastermind with her right now, which is uh, how we met. We actually met last year in a separate mastermind as well. So it's really, really cool to see the things that she's doing with her business. And you'll definitely have to go check her out. So everything can be found on where to find Candace, everything that she mentioned, uh, but beauty of strength over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. All the info will be over there for you so that you can uh, jump over and connect with her there. And I'll be back next week. New episodes are every Tuesday and Thursday. And make sure to hit subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.